Good Monday morning. The summer of severe weather rolls on. Tens of millions facing even more flooding and extreme heat. Hi, everybody. It's July 17th. This is Today. Emergency. The Northeast once again slammed by torrential rain and dangerous flooding. In my 44 years, I've never seen anything like it. At least five people swept to their deaths, two children still missing, nearly 13,000 flights delayed or canceled. And that brutal heat wave just won't end. Some places over 110 degrees the entire month. And 85 million of us on alert for more bad air from those Canadian wildfires. Al's got everything you need to know. New clues. Investigators gathering more evidence against the man now charged as a serial killer on New York's Long Island. The team is going through the house with a, with a fine-tooth comb. What finally led police to him after more than a decade and the still unsolved murders he could be linked to. Trouble on the trail? A major shakeup for Republican hopeful Ron DeSantis cutting campaign staff just weeks before the first debate, what it means for him and the 2024 race. Growing mystery, more questions in the bizarre case of an Alabama woman who suddenly vanished after reporting a toddler wandering down a highway. Her vehicle was unlocked, running. All her personal belongings except for her phone. Over the weekend, she returned home, but police are searching for answers. Those stories plus jackpot, a jaw-dropping $1.5 billion combined, now up for grabs in the nation's two biggest lotteries. The next drawing just hours away. Today, Monday, July 17th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Thanks for being with us on a Monday morning. Let's start off with another week of sizzling heat, severe storms, and what has become really a summer of extreme weather. Really tough out west from Arizona to Florida. Those brutal temps are once again the story. Just look at some of these expected highs today. 115 in Phoenix again, 113 in Vegas. And now that heat is fueling wildfires and evacuations. Here in the east, take a look at this video. It's from Upper Makefield County, Pennsylvania. Flash floods taking over the road. That's about 30 miles northwest of Philly. At least five people have been killed in the area from that devastating rain. Okay, and add to that, 85 million of us under air quality alerts with this new threat of severe storms across the Midwest happening, affecting travel. We've got it covered. Let's start this morning with NBC's Kathy Park in Bucks County, PA. Kathy, good morning to you. Good morning to you. Yeah, much of the country can't seem to catch a break from all of this extreme weather. And here in the Northeast, many are waking up to flood damage. In Bucks County, PA, where we are, it got so bad. The floodwaters actually buckled some of these roadways, washed away part of this bridge. Debris scattered everywhere. Meanwhile, the search is intensifying for those two missing kids swept away. This morning, the Northeast recovering from severe storms, causing torrential downpours and dangerous flash flooding over the weekend. In my 44 years, I've never seen anything like it. And heartbreak in Pennsylvania, where at least five are dead from the fierce floods, including a mother, two of her children, a nine-month-old baby boy and two-year-old girl still missing after their car was caught in the rushing water. The father and their son able to reach safety. We continue to look for the two children. We are not going to give up. The sudden onslaught of rain catching many off guard. We got thrown off our motorcycle and ended up floating down 
the side of the road, clinging the trees, clinging the vines, clinging to whatever we could. The heavy rainfall impacting communities from Connecticut to Massachusetts, where a tornado touched down, knocking down trees for nearly two miles. New Jersey's governor Sunday declaring a state of emergency. And the storms bringing potential travel troubles for the week. More than 1,500 cancellations Sunday alone, as major airports around New York City and Boston issued ground stops. All this as tens of millions are waking up to poor air quality alerts again, including Chicago, Pittsburgh and New York, amid a new round of Canadian wildfire smoke in a summer of unrelenting wild weather. And at the height of the storm, some motorists say they actually had to abandon their vehicles because the water rose that quickly. And this morning, as you can see, there's still so much damage left behind and a lot of the roads here are still impassable. Tough night there. Kathy Park, thank you very much. Uh, Another weather story we're following up. No let up this week from those dangerously hot temperatures across the country. Tens of millions back on alert this morning following a weekend that saw records shattered from Florida to Arizona. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin is in sweltering Phoenix for us. Aaron, good morning. How widespread is this? Good morning, Hoda. As the climate crisis continues, extreme heat has been scorching parts of the country for weeks. And this weekend was no different. Records were broken coast to coast in more than a dozen cities between Saturday and Sunday. Today will likely be the 18th day in a row. Temperatures here have reached 110 degrees or higher, tying the record for the most consecutive days Phoenix saw such highs. While the high temps in Southern California California created challenges for firefighters battling several wildfires that forced hundreds to evacuate their homes. Firefighters are also working hard here in Phoenix, going from call to call. Some of the city's largest hospitals are reaching crisis levels from treating heat-related illnesses. The physical impact of the heat also experienced by country star Jason Aldean, who had to end his concert early in Connecticut after experiencing dehydration and heat heat exhaustion. The star says he's now doing fine, but it's a reminder of how serious this heat wave is. And just to put that into perspective, it's four in the morning here in Phoenix and already 97 degrees. All right. Aaron McLaughlin for us there in Phoenix. Aaron, thanks. All right. Let's get more on this brutal heat, the storms. I was watching all of it. A lot of fuchsia on that map. Yeah, unfortunately. Good morning, guys, and good morning to everybody out there. And we're talking about 13 in states, 73 million people impacted from Florida all the way to the West Coast. And this shows no sign of relenting. This high pressure system is just going to sit on top of this, this heat dome and creating big problems. Death Valley set a new daily high of 128 degrees on Sunday. As Aaron mentioned, Phoenix marking the record 18 days of 110 plus. El Paso, 32 days of 100 degrees or higher. And records possible across seven states from Bryson City, Corpus Christi, San Angelo, Amarillo, Las Vegas, Colorado Springs, Phoenix tomorrow. More record setters from Florida, from Miami, Lumberton, Binghamton, I should say Birmingham, out to Phoenix. And it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Look at these temperatures. 90s in Miami, upper 90s, New Orleans, triple digits in Phoenix, mid to upper 90s as you get into Corpus Christi. The flooding we were talking about. The good news is all that heavy rain is moving, but it's a brief respite. Today, the majority of the region stays uh, dry, but we've got this frontal system pushing to the east. That's going to bring the next round of rain in the northeast, another one to 
to two inches possible, and that's going to cause problems. Smoke, and uh, we've got 85 million people under smoke. Ozone advisory stretching from Miles City, uh, North Dakota. I should say uh, uh, Montana, all the way to New York, down to Greensboro, Nashville, even Dallas. So air quality going to be a big problem today on into tomorrow as well, guys. All right, Al. Thank you. Also this morning, we are learning more about that stunning arrest in a notorious serial murder case on New York's Long Island. A married father now behind bars following a decade-long investigation accused of killing at least three women. NBC Stephanie Gosk is here with the very latest on this. Hey, Steph, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. According to court documents, Rex Herman searched online for information about serial killers and the Gilgo Beach murders hundreds of times. But key developments in the case were not made public. He likely had no idea they were closing in. Rex, did you do it? This morning, the suspected serial killer behind the Gilgo Beach slangs is behind bars. Rex Sherman is a demon that walks among us, a predator that ruined families. 59-year-old Rex Hurman is accused of murdering Megan Waterman, Melissa Bartholomew, and Amber Costello. The victim's remains found wrapped in burlap within a quarter-mile stretch on Long Island's Gilgo Beach back in 2010. A witness helped crack the case, according to court documents. Witnesses provided a description of the individual, which was um, detailed and uh, indicated that the person was somewhat unique. Describing a large white male with dark, bushy hair driving a Chevy Avalanche. Detectives connecting that vehicle to Herman, as well as using DNA samples from bottles and this pizza crust pulled from the trash. The case had haunted Long Island's South Shore for over a decade after the remains were initially found. Those who lived there afraid a serial killer was on the loose. Herman, an architect and a married father of two, was allegedly hiding in plain sight and living a double life all along. Even using burner phones, say investigators, who tracked Herman's phone activity near his Fifth Avenue office in Manhattan and his suburban home in Massapequa Park on Long Island. Investigators also believe Herman used Melissa Bartholomew's cell phone to make taunting calls to her family members after she disappeared. His arrest unraveling years of secrets, with court documents detailing escort services and fake dating profiles. A stark contrast to the everyday businessman seen in this video taken last year. When a job that should have been routine suddenly becomes not routine, I get the phone call. Authorities now continuing to investigate if Herman is connected to the murder of other women, including Maureen Brainerd Barnes. Even with this arrest, we're not done. There's more work to do. Sherman's attorney said that he has entered a not guilty plea and that he insisted he is innocent, even weeping in the courtroom over the weekend, guys. Oh, it's so strange just to actually hear his voice from that old video. Um, So investigators have been looking into his house. They're taking out more evidence. What are they finding? Boxes upon boxes, including things like guns. They're obviously looking for for more evidence in this case. But what's fascinating about it is really the DNA. They had some of this DNA over a decade Mm -hmm. ago when they found these bodies. They didn't have the technology sensitive enough to identify mm-hmm. it. Then they went back when the technology improved, identified it. That's when he started to become a suspect. They had that witness who saw the pickup truck mm-hmm. that they recognized. They honed in on him and then they grabbed that pizza box. And that was when they made the identifying connection between the DNA. Wow. Well, right it there. sounds like he never saw him coming. Mm-hmm. It does appear to be the case. Mm-hmm. And, and he, is the, he is the suspect for this fourth murder of Melissa Brainerd Barnes as well. And the police say it's a 
matter of time, they believe that they'll be able to connect him to that murder as well. Of course, there were many other bodies found in that area, guys. Wow. All right, Steph, thank you so much. You're welcome. Turn now to presidential politics candidates and the crowded Republican field delivering their messages to voters at the high-profile conservative conferences held over the weekend. And a new look at fundraising has offered a glimpse into where the campaigns stand. NBC's senior Washington correspondent Hallie Jackson has more. Hallie, let's start with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Sometimes these fundraising reports are a real x-ray of where the yeah. campaign is at any given moment. What do you know? Well, this x-ray that we're getting in for the Florida governor, Savannah, seems to contain a couple of warning signs here. Let's start with what he's bringing in. A lot of the money he raised came from donors who have already given the maximum allowed uh, amount that they're allowed to. So what it means is the campaign cannot go back to that well, right? Once you max out, so to speak, like that's it as it relates to a campaign. So that's one issue for him coming in. As for what he's spending, these new numbers show he burned through about $8 million in the first six weeks of his campaign. Why? Because he has a huge staff, nearly 100 people on staff. To give you a sense of context, that's dozens more than his competitors, the most by far, which brings us to another sort of piece of the puzzle here, firings. NBC News has learned over the weekend that about a dozen people have been let go of Governor DeSantis's campaign with more people expected to come in the weeks to come. One source describes these people as mid-level staffers across several departments. This seems to be, according to our reporting, a cost-cutting move that they've identified. They're spending a lot. They're trying to cut back. A campaign spokesperson says they're working to build a nimble campaign to go the distance. And DeSantis himself, in a new interview, blames what he describes as a media narrative for this discussion that perhaps he's stagnating. But the reality is, Savannah, he has struggled to gain some ground on the former president in polls so far. That's the reality for him. Well, all of the Republican candidates in the field right now are trying to get to that first debate. They have to have a certain kind of fundraising. They have to be somewhere in the polls. They have to meet this threshold. At this moment in time, who has made the stage? We don't know for sure yet because there is still, you know, some weeks for this to play out. The next debate is just over a month of uh, a month away. But as you said, there are a bunch of factors that play in. There's this different criteria. Part of it is you have to have, let's say, 40,000 unique donors. That means 40,000 people from all over the country have had to have donated to your campaign. We're looking at these new numbers that show, for example, Asa Hutchinson, Francis Suarez, uh, former Congressman Will Hurd. These folks still have a long way to go. They could maybe still get there but it feels like a very, very uh, uphill climb for them. Former Vice President Mike Pence, interestingly, is signaling he still is working to hit that bar of 40,000 donors, but he seems very confident that he's going to be on that stage. Now, will Donald Trump be there, Savannah? That's a huge question mark, not because of meeting any criteria or threshold. He might just skip it. In a new interview, he says he still hasn't made up his mind about whether to go. He's pointing to his big lead over his competition already. We talked about that. Sources close to him have been telling me for weeks that he's been on the fence. You may see him try to counter-program, in other words, hold a different event on the same night of the debate. Flashback to 2016, he did the same thing then ahead of the Iowa caucuses. Again, still about five weeks to go, so you know these candidates are out there. They're trying to raise that money. They're trying to get those donors to donate. We'll see how it shakes out end of August, Savannah. All right, Allie, we'll watch this space. Thank you very much. Oh, we got a lot more to get to, including nationwide, there is a case of lottery fever, and it's growing along with the jackpots. $900 million up for grabs in tonight's Powerball. The Mega Millions prize skyrocketed, skyrocketed to $640 million. Maggie Vespa is in Chicago. Uh, Maggie, I, first of all, I can't believe no one's won yet. I mean, you figure all the numbers have been chosen, but what are the odds? So the odds, Hoda, just for Powerball alone, one in $292 million. So 
we'll say slim, to say the least, for sure. But again, these cash prizes, these uh, jackpots that are up tonight and again tomorrow night for Mega Millions, they're enough to make anyone a believer. Just Powerball alone, as you said, $900 million this time around up for grabs. If you take the lump cash sum, that's a cool 465.1 million dollars. And again, there are kind of Powerball fans will know smaller chances to win. If you get five numbers with no Powerball, you can take home a million dollars. Four numbers with no Powerball, you can take home fifty thousand dollars. And as we said, there's Powerball, and then tomorrow night there's Mega Millions. So if you win both, again, that's well over 1.5 billion. Mega Millions alone, 640 million dollars. That's a lump cash sum of 300. 28 million. Hodo, we always promise that we're not going to get sucked into the excitement. I've already bought two tickets. Last time I was here, I think our crew by the end of the day had bought 12. And I will note the fever here is especially high in Illinois because last year, an Illinois resident who remained anonymous took home a 1.34 billion mega millions prize. The people around here definitely hoping lightning strikes twice, me included. Guys. All right. So, Maggie, wait, you bought two? Okay, hold on. I count one Savannah, <laughs> and one for two, each of this. Yeah. I'll buy three. more later you on. You need two more. Yeah. You got to get out one, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Maggie. Okay, send me some cash. <laughs> Thank you. Let us, lightning striking twice. Let yeah, us too. get a chance. Uh, check out the forecast. We've had a lot of lightning, a lot of heat, a lot going on. And in fact, we've got more for today. The Lone Star heat will continue again today and right on into the end of the week. Smoky conditions, the Great Lakes, more records out west. We're looking for showers and thunderstorms down through the Florida Peninsula and a severe risk of storms in the midsection of the country. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, uh, thank you. Still ahead, more questions and answers tied to a mysterious case in Alabama. A woman back home after vanishing for days following a call to police saying she saw a toddler wandering alone on a highway. What her family and police are saying now. But first, this is today on NBC. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? Then twist them into a nightmare. This guy's done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. We're back at VA Superstar Steph Curry. Can you believe that? A hole in one This time he's on the golf course. That was a hole-in-one at a celebrity tournament in Nevada. 
that celebration, man, says That was like all. a basketball celebration. Definitely. That was epic. <gasps> We're oh, going to talk gosh. to Steph about that unforgettable moment and more because, guess what? We've got great timing. He's joining us live tomorrow. I love that. I've never seen that, that on a golf course. Have yeah. you yeah. ever seen that? No, that's what it was like. Down. It looks like a basketball celebration. Yeah, right. I like it. That was uh, Chanel's in for Craig this morning. Hi. Morning. All right, Good we're going to start this half hour with growing questions surrounding the mysterious disappearance of a young woman in Alabama. She vanished after calling 911 to report a toddler walking on the side of an interstate. And after a more than 48-hour search, she suddenly returned to her, fa- her family home. Yeah, it's a mysterious case. NBC's Priscilla Thompson is on it. She's in Hoover, Alabama this morning. Priscilla, Good morning. Hey there, good morning. That's right, 25-year-old Carly Russell is back home safe and surrounded by family. But now there are new questions about where she's been, what happened to her, and that 911 call that started it all. I'm so thankful that Carly is home safe. So thankful. This morning, the search for Carly Russell is over. The missing 25-year-old nursing student returned to her family home Saturday night. Police say she arrived alone and on foot. Angela Harris helped lead the community search for her. You spoke to this family moments after Carly came home. Right. What did they say? Um, It was just kind of like a a very emotional phone call. I just broke down and I said, is she okay? And she said, "I, I don't know, she seems to be okay. She just seems to be in shock. Officials say Russell was taken to the hospital for evaluation and has since been released. Her safe return, putting an end to a days-long search that began Thursday night with a puzzling 911 call. Police say Russell told an emergency operator she saw a toddler walking alone on an interstate. 49 South, my marker 10, going to be a child walking on the, three or four-year-old child walking on the side of the interstate. It's believed she then stopped to check on the child and was on the phone with a family member when she disappeared. She heard a scream and then it was some type of running type shuffle. Russell's parents horrified. I just felt immediately that she was in danger. Video from the interstate where Russell vanished shows a car driving slowly with its flashers on. Just be advised her vehicle's unlocked, running. All her personal belongings except for her phone. Police say when they arrived, they found Russell's car, her cell phone and purse on the road nearby. But there were no signs of Russell or a child. An urgent search ensued, both on the ground and on social media. I need everyone to stop and pay attention. Where her disappearance quickly went viral. Celebrities including Wanda Sykes, Viola Davis and Octavia Spencer spreading the word. Still, questions remain about where Russell was for those 48 hours and who she was with. A man identifying himself as Russell's boyfriend writing on social media, she was literally fighting for her life for 48 hours and that she is not able to give any updates or whereabouts on her kidnapper. The police chief telling NBC News in a phone call they've spoken to Russell and are following up on the information she provided. Priscilla, I mean, this is also perplexing. Do you know anything about this missing child that Russell reported seeing? 
Well, Savannah, police say that Russell's call was the only one they received about a child on the interstate and that they didn't receive any reports of a missing child during that time period. And, you know, when I spoke to her parents, they told me that they had warned their daughter about a situation uh, like this and that even if there was a young person, not to stop because it could be a tactic for something nefarious. But again, police saying that no one else reported seeing a child on the interstate. The police chief tells me they are still investigating and are hoping to speak with Russell again in the coming days. Savannah? Well, hopefully we'll get some updates there. Priscilla, thank you. Glad she's home. Mm-hmm. All right. Still ahead, it happens all the time. You're online and a pop-up asks you if you'll accept cookies. Mm-hmm. And you click yes without really knowing what it means. We're going to explain just what you're agreeing to and why you might want to think twice right after this.